Oh, I got his ass now. You have to be fast in the track. I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. My bottle got stretched a little bit. I got a tight little butt. I'm about to light this shit up. Uh, we don't start dialing at 9.30 because our clients are already answering the phone. Three, two, one, let's fuck! <laughs> Show 157, Jeremy Rencarell. What a fucking stud this guy is. One of the nicest guys in the circuit. Hell of a talent. Just won his first World Cup a few weeks ago in Scotland. Rio 2016 Olympian. Um, still got a really bright future in the sport, too. Good chat with him about how he struggled the last couple of years with injuries, missing the Olympics in Tokyo and, and coming back to this year. Awesome chat. Mr. Nice Guy. We, you know, they call him Romain Mr. Nice Guy in uh, the U.S. You know, Jeremy could be Mr. Nice Guy. Of you know the World Cup tour, just nice guy, great guy. Everyone seems to be a fan. He seems to be a fan of many people. That was an awesome chat with him. Very respectful guy of of everyone. Yeah, and really cool to finally have him on because we talked about it with him as well. But uh, we wanted to have him on before. Didn't know how well his English was. Thought we'd wait a little bit. His English has gotten better since he's had uh, Michael Bias to train with, and uh, you know he was great. He was fantastic. Yeah. Like you, like like we meant, like you guys will hear in the chat. We were gonna have him on as one of the first guests of the show, like when we started whatever in 2019, but we didn't think his English was is strong enough. We asked for a man, and he said, "Yeah, better to wait a bit." Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we decided to wait till 2022, and yeah, it was an awesome interview. You guys will enjoy it. And now you know he's won a World Cup. It's like, how can you not have the guy on, even if like even if his English was still you know not great? It'd be it'd be great just to hear from him because I'm sure a lot of people would love to just. Kind of hear some of his story, especially coming back from those injuries. It was crazy to hear about. Tough times, too. Before I forget, I thought of someone that would be a really good guest that we should get on. Can we say it out loud? Is it a secret? Yeah, Nikita Dukaraz. You know, the um, freestyle BMX rider? No. Am I missing you something? Yeah. She won a bronze medal at the Olympics last year. Oh, from know. the U.S. Well, no, she's not from the U.S., right? She's, she's Swiss. She's Swiss, but she lives in the U.S.? Yeah, and she works with Jay Rich. Like, we should have her on the show. That'd be cool. That'd be something different, hey? Yeah, so I thought of that today. So, yeah. There we go. Add it to the list. So if, if we don't have her on the show, it's because James didn't want her on the show, everyone. It's uh, <laughs> it's a sex, sexist thing going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was just thinking we should have her on the show. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be cool. It's cool. To, I, I enjoy changing up with guests, too. Obviously, it's like we have BMX guests on, and then we have other sports. I mean, They'll be yeah. max, but freestyle is way different than racing these days. So that'd be cool. Yeah. And she seems really cool. So I'm sure. Yeah. Be fun. Um, ProGate Europe. Winning starts the great gate. You want to talk about an individual who has a great gate. And I've had many of my riders say they like this guy's gate. Jeremy Ren Carell. Great start on ProGate Europe. Absolutely popped one off in Scotland. Yeah. Absolutely. Starts and he knows it. He knows it. He knows what a good gate is like. He clearly, he's got to have one of the, the quickest one, two, three pops out there. Like the way his pedal strokes look, it's just like, bah, bah, bah. like, you know what I mean? He's got yeah. it. And he knows that he, if he needs to get ready for world cup, he's training on a pro gate Europe because you know, he knows he winning starts with the great gate. He's one of those starters too. Like, of course he's a good starter, but it looks really fast too. Totally. Like something about the way his legs move and the way he kind of, his bike kind of shoots out the second, third pedal. It just looks like he's flying. 
Yeah, like obviously, like someone like Joris is a really good starter, but like Rainkrill's style makes it look like he's going really fast, and he is, but it makes it look like he's going even faster. Yeah, it's like you talk about on the track, like someone like Connor compared to Corbin. Connor looks like he's going faster yeah. on the track than Corbin. When it comes to the gate, Joris never looks like he's flying, yeah. but he's always quick. And then there's there's Jeremy, who's just his legs are moving like crazy. He looks quick. Yeah. Um, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to start off with a little social media check-in. I just, uh, I just remembered. So the, <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens DM'd me on Instagram. Yeah, they did. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they DM'd me on this, listen to this message. This, right. this was yesterday. Let me hear it. Hi, we have a brief survey for our high profile fans that will use to share Ravens merch, game day tickets, and event experiences this year. Hope you're excited for this season. Thanks as always. And it's the influencer survey. I've officially become a Baltimore Raven. It's an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so love it. Oh, I, I love filled it. out the survey. I filled out the survey and it's like name, address, like t-shirt size. And then you can pick a week that you'd like to go to a home game. No way. I might be going to Baltimore this year. So I think Baltimore is on the schedule now. I think Baltimore might be on the schedule this year. I think you could make I a fun trip out of that. That would be super fun. And so I responded and said, let's go. I can't wait for the season to start. We'll do. Thanks, guys. And they said, great. Thank you. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Let's go T Ravens guy. Football football season. I can't wait for football season. Dude, especially right now is a dead time in sports. You can't wait. It's your team's coming, you know, it's gonna be great. You got it you gotta hot. go now. You know that. I dude, I would love to go to a home game. That'd be so fun at the bank. Yeah, maybe find like you can do I don't know when, when does football season start? When's like game one? Do you know? Starts in the fall. Okay, you could do some coaching out there in Baltimore. You know, make a trip out fun. of it. Yeah, go to a I've game. Never, I've never been to that part of the country, like the northeast part of the country. Yeah, there you go. I, I mean, neither, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, go Ravens. Hashtag Ravens flock. Hashtag. James, we'd love, we'd, we'd love to have you aboard, James. We'd I'm a Joe Burrow guy. You. I'm a Joe Burrow guy. Where Joe Burrow goes, I go. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it is a bit of a dead time of sports now because the NHL just wrapped up. It's been, yeah. It was really weird. So I was listening to a four play podcast, a golf podcast, and they're talking about Devon Taves because I guess they're buddies with him. And they're like, yeah, where's yeah. he, where's he born? Isn't it like Abbotsford, British Columbia. And I'm literally on my drive to Abbotsford when they say that. I was like, Are you serious? yeah, he's like born in Abbotsford? apparently I looked it up too. Cause I was like, no way he's actually born there. It says he's born in Abbotsford. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. And I was like, I'm just going to Abbotsford right now. This is a small world. Wow. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Neither. We got a lot of no, people in the NHL from Canada. Crazy. Yeah, I think I think half the players in the NHL are from Canada. That's a crazy amount, eh? Yeah, I think half the month. But yeah. Um, well, we got a big month of BMX in July. July is the official month of championships with all the national championships, European championships, and of course the world championships. Um, you think a lot of the European countries, they got three big races. Like look at the French, they got national champs, Euro champs, and world champs. I mean, it's a huge month. Yeah, massive. Do you, do you think you would enjoy having it all all in the same month like that it'd be pretty fun yeah because i remember i remember one year like we raced national champs the next weekend to race pan am games in toronto and then like two weeks later is the world champs it's cool okay yeah i feel like you really got to make sure you're on it that month but at the same time like if you had one bad race you're like okay cool it sucks but on to the next we got another big one coming up it's easy to be motivated it's kind of fun to just bang it out of yours on tour yeah, true on the tour baby but it's like yeah you're right you put in a bunch of effort for that little time like leading up obviously and then the, the month of then you can probably take a good break after um some big national champs to take note of obviously the french one i believe yeah. the dutch one as well um 
those, would be, those would be, I think, those would be, I think the two hardest ones. The U S obviously already had theirs. Yep. Uh, but the Dutch and the French definitely are the biggest ones. I think, Oh, the Swiss would be too, actually. That's a great one to watch now too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, we talked about Germany like, and we've always said it too. Ger- national champs are so cool and it's fun to watch too, because it doesn't matter even if you're a country with only a, let's say a few top riders, it's, it's a battle. And it's like, you know, those three, those three guys, if it's only three are going for a singular top spot. Everybody wants to win. That's all they're going for. And it's just cool to see. It's kind of random. We have Canadian national champs end of August. Kind of is like we've, we've often had them like that, but it is weird, isn't it? I don't like, why, why would we just have them in July? Like the national champ weekend, like everyone does. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Is it maybe like we, cause we start late, we want to have them later. I think oh. it's because the winter's so long in most of Canada, they want to give people more time to ride. I think I've heard that's why. Yeah, I think that would make sense, and that's fair, I guess. So. And honestly, it's kind of crazy to people <laughs> in other parts of the world, but like end of August in a lot of part of Canada is like getting towards the end of the BMX season because yeah. September. I mean, they race in September, then after that, and like inland Canada, it starts getting kind of cold. Yeah, for a lot of the Canadians, it is crazy. It's like national champs is like kind of the last one of the season in August, yeah. end of August, because you're right. School starts as well in September. So like right. you might do a race or two while start of school is happening, but it's like you start to fade out there. School has become priority. Winter comes in. You start doing your winter sports. So it's like, yeah, at that point, BMX is kind of done. Yeah, um, speaking of national champs, so let's uh, let's go through the big the big news. The Dutch Federation has pulled all riders 15 and up from European champs in Belgium. So first of all, like I've seen videos of the track, but I can't. I don't think I've seen him in recent history. Do you ha- have any knowledge of what the track is like right now? Uh, I did see a couple videos of right now, and it looks the same as I actually raced it in 20, I want to say 2019. We raced a, a, a Three mm-hmm. Nations Cup there. Um, yeah. And so, do we? Did they say why they're pulling them pulling them out? Because the track's too dangerous, basically is what they're saying. I guess because, yeah, it's they saying it's like too skinny or something, right? Well, they listed all the reasons. I read the thing on 15. Um, it listed all the reasons. There was, like, they went kind of through the track. So basically, like, they're saying some areas aren't wide enough. Some jumps are too small and peaky, I think. And, yeah. So my initial reaction, and granted, I don't, I've never raced it. I don't, I've never been there, so I'm not exactly sure. But, like, most of the tracks we ride aren't up to code. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the, a lot of the tracks probably if you actually measured the distance and width and everything wouldn't pass the code. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty loose um, criteria. I think granted, if it really is dangerous, then I get it, but I don't know. What's, what's your opinion? So I I did want to ask you that first, because I have heard like the behind the scenes emails and stuff, which obviously are not for me to say publicly. So I want to make sure like that's the reasons we're out there. Um, To be honest, I, I know what you mean where it's like other tracks like Manchester. There's no way Manchester, some parts of the track seem like they're way too skinny, right? For what should be up to code. But I also, I really respect the decision because if we want something to change, you need to take action. So if we want to, we have rules and we have regulations set and we want tracks, organizations to abide by them. And if they're not abided by them before, like something needs to happen. So by the Dutch pulling out, like we obviously know how, how major that is. It's like, they're one of the biggest cycling federations in our sport. If they're pulling out of an event and pulling all their riders 15 plus out, like that's massive to me. Like that's, it's saying something that's saying something needs to change here. Yeah. And to be fair, people are going to 
kind of to the point I just brought up, people will be like, well, a lot of the tracks we race aren't up to code. But it's like, I don't know if that's a valid argument because just because we just because you raced on a shady track before doesn't mean this one's okay. Yeah. Like, like if you want to change, you got to start at some point, right? Yeah, totally. Like, of course, there's always going to be holes through any argument or whatever. But like if in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a vacuum, like if you just look at this instance and it's not safe, then yeah, it might be good. They're doing that. Um, why, but why did it only come out two weeks before? Like if the Euro champs has been known to be here for a while, couldn't this issue have been brought up earlier or maybe solved? I don't know. That's a good question. I think maybe it could have, but I think maybe they were, I can't remember the whole backstory. Um, so it's also not fair to the people that have taken, like taken time off work and paid for hotels and everything and stuff, you know, like it's pretty shitty to do it two weeks before. But I guess like you got to, you, in a sense that you give the track time to maybe make changes. Maybe they were hoping that they would do something different to make sure it's a little safer or better. And they didn't. So it got to the point where they're like, okay, well, you know, we've asked you guys to, to check it, change it or do something where we are expecting you to change it and you never did. So for that reason, we're, we're out. I don't know. Well, I heard the, in the press conference, I don't think there was any dialogue before. Okay. So I don't think it was like they told them months before and gave them an option to change. I don't think like that never happened. It was kind of just all of a sudden they just pulled out. So like, I mean, though, maybe like the Dutch were expecting the track or the European organizers to do something and they never did. Like, I guess you, you, the Federation shouldn't have to go to, if there's rules set, quote unquote rules set, you know, the Federation shouldn't have to go months in advance say, Hey, you guys need to make sure this tracks up to code. And in a sense, they should be the Federation Dutch Federation should be expecting like, okay, you guys are probably going to change the track because we know it's not up to code. And then two weeks before comes and they're like, well, shit, you guys haven't changed it. We're done. We're out. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not their responsibility. You know, you're right. Yeah. yeah. That's one way to look at it. Obviously, like you said, there's holes, different angles take at it for sure. But I also do like think like I've heard about the Eurochamps being there. And I was it po- postponed? Like was it maybe last year it was supposed to be there the year before? Either way, I couldn't remember. I, since I heard that they were there, I was kind of surprised because the race we had there it was a UCI event. It was it was tight. Like that second straight going into that second turn is awkward and tight. You jump a big step up, mm-hmm. come down into a tiny double right into the turn. It gets pretty tight. I don't know if that's one of the spots that's too skinny, but it just seems like for all the tracks they have in Europe for how major the European championships are, um, it's kind of just I guess surprising that they were were hosting them there. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, I guess you can, if you're 15 over in Holland, you can still go race it, but then I guess the, like the Federation won't provide you health insurance. So, and then I guess you, they can't have a source. I have a source. So I was asking my source if like, well, can you just get like your own private, whatever travel one? And I guess you can't because they don't cover sport insurance and it's like one company that does it. (laughs) So something like that. Yeah. So it's not like here where you can just like oh, shop around for insurance. Like it's not like that there. So, wow. So, and obviously racing without insurance on any track is a dangerous game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. I didn't realize that. It seems kind of crazy that you can't get your own. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Like how can you not just go out and get some, like, Hey, I would like to buy some athlete insurance, like health insurance. Yeah. Weird. So that's pretty shitty that you can't do that. Yeah. That is shitty. Then it makes it tough. Cause obviously I think that's fair if the, the federation was like, yeah, we don't, think it's right to race it so we're going to pull you but you guys can go race on your own that's i think that's fine until the fact that if they can't get any insurance and they can't race well then what are you supposed to do 
then you're, you're, yeah. you, ba- you basically can't. That's tough. That's tough. I always like, it's funny because it's the Dutch team and Dutch Federation. Like I, we know how established they are and how I'd say respect to the team is that I just respect the decision more. I wonder if it was, you know, a smaller country, if I would, we would even be paying attention. You know what I mean? Like, if, yeah, I don't know who it would have and to be, all, but yeah. And like, obviously Jasper's, he's a really intelligent guy and has a ton of experience. He knows what he's doing. It's that, not yeah. like this, you know, like he knows exactly what he's doing. He's a smart guy and he's been around. So, you know, I, I trust his judgment completely. That's a, yeah, exactly how I feel too. It's like, he's not there to harm the sport. He He's always somebody that wants to make the sport better. He speaks up when he has something wrong or he has something that could be changed. And I've seen that from him. And like, I think that's awesome. So that's why I think like coming from him, it's like, there was clearly some thought that went into this and reasoning and they took a stand. And I think that's respectable. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if some other riders don't go because of this, even if their federation's not, um, not pulling out. I'm and sure they, some won't. Probably do. Yeah. But it's definitely, obviously it's going to be some big names probably not there that you might be expecting. Yeah. It's so. too bad. Like European championships is a big race and they hand out medals and everything. Our continental champs in North America is always a bit of an afterthought. Well, especially now that we have two continents combined into one. First of all, that's really stupid. Yeah, like I don't care. <laughs> like I know it's like our U.S., Canada, Mexico is small to have continental champs, but I mean that's a continent. That's our continent. Like we're not nor- like North America and South America shouldn't be the same continental race. It's um, it's kind of unbelievable that it is. It's like you, I mean, U.S. and or sorry, Australia, New Zealand. That's they have their own continentals. Like um, what do they call them? Oceanas? No. I can't remember what they yeah, call it. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that their continent? Either way, it's like, yeah, it's like, that's them. They're not combining with Asia. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. Should be Canada, U.S., Mexico. I mean, yeah, it's small, but it's still, it's as your continent. It's continental champs. But, like, it's always kind of not that big of a race, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which, good or bad, I mean... Actually, I shouldn't say that. It probably is in South America. Just nobody goes from North America. That's the thing. I think that is the thing, yeah. Which I think yeah. Olympic year, it's going to be bigger because I don't think they had them last year because of last year. I think they were canceled last year. I remember the one year it was in Del Estero and we're like, we're not just going for, to Santiago Del Estero for this race. Like, no, it's, no. <laughs> it's not happening. Especially because it's a one, like it's a one, normally a one-day event. It's the Continental it's Championship. It's like, we're not... We're not doing that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Speaking of which, South America just has a new game, or not a new game, they just have a games every year. Like they have Bolivariana games right now. It's just, they always have a game. It's crazy. Every year they got some kind of games. And they, the, what is it? It's not Bolivian, it's Bolivarian. Bolivariana. I think it's Bolivariana. Bolivariana. They look like a massive games. Like they're in like yeah, dorms, housing, is. like they have it opening is. ceremonies. Like it's awesome. They got like Bolivariana games, Latin American games, South American games. They got like all Central American games. They got all the shit. <laughs> they got the works. Pan American games, <laughs> fucking warm weather games. <laughs> they went. They went to the local car wash. You know, when you have to click click the works, they did that for the games. They're like, we like the works. We want all of them. But like, honestly, those are the coolest things to go to. Like, especially after doing Olympics and Pan Ams. I wish we could. I wish like Commonwealth Games did BMX. I would have loved to have gone to those. I would have. I would have gone to them all. It would, I feel like it would increase the knowledge of the sport as well within the country and within like, you know, North America, like the games would just get bigger or BMX, the sport would just get bigger and bigger as well. Well, gains more traction from other, other people. Apparently. And I've, I don't know who told, who told me this, but Commonwealth games like BMX is a, 
is an optional sport in Commonwealth Games, and it's never been in the Commonwealth Games, but I think it's up to the host country to put it in, which I don't know if it's true because um, I think Australia had it last. And so why wouldn't Australia put it in? It seems weird, yeah. It does seem really weird. They're Maybe. obviously a big or a BMX country, so I don't know. Where were they in Australia? Where were the games? Do you remember Commonwealth? Maybe is it, like a, is it like a location thing where they're like, oh, we don't have a track around. It's going to cost too much. We're not putting them in. I thought they were gold. I want to say Gold Coast. That's what Let's I kind see. of thought too, and especially because Brisbane. Yeah. I mean, I guess how far is Brisbane from there? It's close enough. We drove there. Me yeah. and Romaine drove from Gold Coast to Brisbane. I mean, it's close enough. Birmingham is the com- it's Commonwealth Games of this year. Birmingham. Yeah. So talk about like, why, why the fuck don't they have BMX in there? Yeah, that's true. Like you don't need a supercross track to put the race on either. I'm sure. So, so maybe maybe it's not true. I don't know. But it seems weird. It's in the Olympics and Pan Ams, but then not the Commonwealth because it'd be Canada, Australia, England. Like, and I off the top of my head, I can't think of the other countries in the Commonwealth that have BMX or New Zealand. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a competitive games for BMX. Yeah, it's too bad they don't then. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't really know. I don't pay attention to the Commonwealth Games because, yeah, BMX seems like it's never in it. So what's like, what what other sports am I watching that are in it kind of thing? Do you think Pan Ams is bigger than Commonwealth Games overall? Yeah. Like more recognized? I feel like in North America yeah, it is. I'd say absolutely. Yeah. Because I feel like con- or Commonwealth Games just kind of get thrown around every now and again. I feel like Pan Ams is it's a big deal. Every four years it comes around. You know, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know how the ins and outs, but we're – like we're kind of part of the British Commonwealth, but we're not in Canada. <laughs> I didn't really want to say it because because it's kind of awkward. But it's like I don't really yeah, I don't know really, how. I don't whole, really. I don't get, I don't it. get it. She's <laughs> on our money. But, like she's on our money, but like we don't. We're not really part of the Commonwealth. I don't get it. Kind of one of those things we kind of just go along with, and I'm just like, oh yeah, the Commonwealth. Yeah, we're part of that. Cool for sure. Yeah, and then that's that's about as far as my knowledge goes. Yeah, like the Queen is on our money. What bill is she on? She's on like the something. I don't know. Great Twenty question. ten five. I don't know. She's on something. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You ever you ever find it weird that the euro money is? Do you like it that the euro money is different sizes? The bills are different sizes. No, I don't like that whatsoever. It's kind of frustrating when you're trying to put them all in a wallet, and then you got three different. You know, twenty of five. Uh, they're all just different sizes. Although I hate in Canada how we've loonies and toonies. It's a fucking mess. Would you rather have one dollar bills? Oh, hundred percent. One dollar bills yeah, is way better. Because like keeping yeah. a ton of change, keeping a ton of change in your wallet is a nightmare. Yeah, it's, that's true. Because if I'm in the U.S. and I have a dollar bill, I'll keep it in my wallet. If I'm at home 100%. and I get a loony, it goes in the console of my car for parking if I ever need it. You get like $4 in change. You just kind of throw in your cup holder when it's like 4 bucks. It's like, yeah, if you're in the U.S. and that was $4, or four singles, I mean, you're keeping that obviously in your wallet. Yeah, it's, I think it's way better system, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Europe, they have a lot of coins too. Same idea. Euros, two euro coins, yeah. yeah they've got like 500 and and $1,000 bills in Europe. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy well yeah it's like you go to like south america every, every like whenever you go there you go to asia and some of the bill sizes you get are just outrageous <laughs> you just go to some you just go to it's just a twenty thousand dollar bill <laughs> yeah it's like what am i doing with this and the, it like, like it, equivalent to like 20 bucks in the u.s but these are like this is for joke Twenty thousand, whatever it's like i don't even know what this is <laughs> what am i doing holding this if this was like actually a u.s dollar it'd be more than it's in my bank account like what are we doing no. You're in a foreign country, you have the money and you're like, okay, I've got to like times this by seven to, to try and figure out what it equals. <laughs> it's crazy. It's silly. That's yeah, silly. Yeah. I still have like a 
I had like at my parents' house drawer of like some random, like, I don't know, Azerbaijan money and like Argentinian medical pesos. Okay. Yeah. And, I think like, so. Yeah. Brazilian, is it Rand? Um, What's Rand? What country is Rand? Great question. Do you have a computer in front of you? Can you look it up? I don't have a and, computer. I feel, I feel kind of dumb right now. That's... Oh, South African Rand. South African Rand. Wow. Okay. Talk about sounding dumb on air. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have known that. That's, I think that's most people wouldn't have known that one. That's okay. Oh, real. That's what I was thinking of. Brazilian real. That's what uh, I was there thinking. you go. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I have a bunch of like just random, like kind of small bills from random countries I went to. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like, what do you, you're not really going to go exchange those. It's not, it's probably not worth it to exchange, but when, you know, get what, you 10 bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. We headed to Ren Corral after our random currency talk. Should we just do it? Hop in? Yeah. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy, everybody. All right, T-Daddy. We are good. Ready? Three, two, one. Go. Jeremy Ren Corral. Jeremy, what's up, dude? Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, guys, to, to so, join me. We have to admit, we I think, James, we were going to have Jeremy on as one of the first initial guests, but we weren't sure if your English was good enough to come on then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My English is getting better, but it's not all right. Yeah. Did you did you learn it? Did you learn it in school or BMX or both? I learned it in school, but it was so boring at school. So I learned yeah. so much in BMX with the with the BMX and uh, pretty much with uh, with Michael. Yeah, yes, he's come to Brazil, so he learned me a lot. So it's better for me now. I was gonna say to you when I was talking to Jeremy and uh and Papendal there, I was asking him the same thing because we were we were hanging out at the track and I was like, Your English is like way better than the last time I talked to him. I was like, Have you been hanging out with an English guy? And he's like, Yeah, Michael, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. He helped me a lot. Is it hard to learn? It's not hard, but I'm not confident on it. And uh I think the yeah French language is pretty much different than the English, and yeah, uh, yeah it's not compatible. It's my opinion. <laughs> I thought I always thought French was hard, like we did in school and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I need, uh, I try to speak English like uh, like I speak French, and uh, it's pretty much hard in French and English. It's too easy, I think. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know why. You back home now? Or where are you? I'm in Besançon, the my new my new home since uh, August last year. So yeah, um, just come back to my apartment with uh, my girlfriend and doing my routine. It's cool. Uh, based on saw what a place. I remember I went there like twelve years ago. Now, fuck! I remember your final with Sylvan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, racing there. That's fun. Riding with a jogger. So much. Fun. Yeah, I don't. I don't... Actually, you know why I did that? Because I was I was using shorts and shin pads at the World Cup in Madrid the weekend before. And then someone told me at the European round, you weren't allowed to do that or something. So I was like, oh, shit, that's all I had. So I had to go to the store and just buy some track pants. So I made <laughs> some track pants. You were comfortable on it. And yeah, I remember so much guy looking at you and say, what the fuck, Tori and I are with the jogger, so good. <laughs> just, I bought some. So, just like, so different, smoking around, but so much style. And yeah, it was good. Bought some black pants at Jake and Law. Yeah, yeah. It was the first skinny pants, so, so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny because nowadays, if you see like guys riding 
in track pants, you're like, oh, that's a French guy riding in track pants at the track. Like you guys always, Jeremy, you guys always just seem to be riding in track pants. Yeah, I remember since yeah maybe uh, 2019, I was using yeah some jogger on the World Cup practice <laughs> with <laughs> Romain and everyone. It's crazy because yeah, now it's impossible to me to to ride this jogger. Yeah, it feels. I gotta say that it feels nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels nice. It feels so much comfortable. Roman still use it, and yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, doing like, my sprints with it, but not my. Yeah, I need to to ride with my jersey and full kit. Yeah, yeah. Um, getting ready for the summer of championships, huh? I got some big races coming up in July. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a long season, eight because uh, yeah, it's been two years off. So yeah. It's my goal this year. It's pretty much to be at every race and doing a full season with uh, yeah, no injuries. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it was tough uh, the last two years with uh, yeah, the COVID and last year. So yeah, yeah, I'm prepping for for July for sure, and uh, I'm I'm trying to be ready uh, on the best uh, as I can. I know uh, last year you had the major injury. Was it? Two major, like two injuries back to back that you had. No, it was uh, it was at the end of April, like two weeks before Verona. It was a, a training camp in Papenol, the okay. last day, and uh, the second one was two weeks before the world. <laughs> Perfect. <Okay. laughs> so yeah, it was tough. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, how how are you able to uh, to get through that? Because obviously injuries are tough, but especially in Olympic year, and someone like like you who is obviously goals to go and everything. Like, how how are you able to get through it? Yeah, I don't. When I think now, it's uh, yeah, it was tough because uh, in twenty twenty, I was I felt like it's my base shape, base shape, uh, doing my first all shop in uh, in a World Cup final. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt so great and the COVID's come and I think the COVID stopped, stopped me. Like it was hard for me to accept the COVID because I really wanted to, to do a race after Shepparton and yeah, battles was, a, was not a race. So I really wanted to, to improve and try to get my first win in world cup. And especially in the in Olympic year, I felt strong and really confident on it. So it was tough. And, uh, after that, yeah, go back to the training for 2021. I spent yeah so much hard training, and I didn't feel like I was strong. I felt strong in the winter, but I just come to March and April, and I felt like yeah, I I I have no refresh, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe my body my body is yes it stopped to me. <laughs> at the training it's i don't know why but yeah just after the just before the crash uh i spent a good week in babylon but before the crash i was like struggling to do it to do the pro section or not it was the last day of training with uh we we were with the french team and the the, the dutch team and doing a, a small race and okay i'm gonna do a pro section before to go to up to the hill and I was not sure if I do it. So yeah, that's maybe why um, I made a mistake on the triple before the bam drop. And uh, I did a stupid crash here. 
What did you, sorry, what did you actually injure? I, I can't remember now. Um, in the, I, in the intestine, I just, my, my body just come to my intestine like a boomerang and, Shit. and, uh, yeah, my intestine just, uh, get it out and oh. I, I, I was lucky to, yeah, I was, I was lucky to, to be, uh, operated on the day, just uh, on the afternoon Yeah, and, uh, they just put it on and nothing uh they not they cut nothing so yeah it was cool for me because uh yeah it was an hard time yeah fuck, fuck man that's, really gnarly. Fuck, that's so gnarly. yeah 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 i'm sorry so, for the details but yeah yeah so <laughs> when you were laying on the track like what it like obviously it must have been really painful but like could you probably couldn't stand up or anything like you just laid there and knew something was really fucked up or what the thing is, I just um, I just woke up after, and I said, "Fuck, I have some pain there," and I just open it and see this, and I I just started to 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 do a, a crease of panic, you know. And yeah, you know. Uh, Julian, Julian, the the, the national team uh, of the national team just picked me up uh, to the car to to go straight to the hospital in Arnhem, and I do it. Uh, I do a. Uh, a crease of panic yeah it was maybe yeah the hardest time of my life <laughs> really yeah yeah probably because probably everything cry. everything coming together with the crush and i i was no i didn't know what i'm i have but i was yeah i felt bad <laughs> i felt really really bad and so much painful and when you do a crease of panic you can't do anything <laughs> it's crazy it's yeah it's crazy uh, the the yeah i don't i don't know what to say more but <laughs> yeah yeah fuck yeah it must have been like just looking down being like oh my god yeah yeah it was a stupid crowd that's why uh, i felt bad too i just broke after the mistake on the triple and i i have yeah too much speed and just jump a little bit up and jump and go back on the turn and my bar was on the oh. on the right uh, to to my intestine, so it was unlucky, yeah. unlucky crash. So bad. If That's you think the... all the thing behind this, like the Olympics and everything, the the cycle, Olympic cycle, and st- just in two seconds, it's it's out. <laughs> it's tough. I feel like that's that's got to be that one of the hardest parts. Yeah, the timing of it all, and just knowing what what was on the line like that year. And then to have that happen, it's got to be, yeah, painful, just like mentally as well. Um, what was it like trying to, like, obviously then you said you had another injury before world champs was it too, but like coming back from all that stuff, it feels it must've been an uphill battle. Like mentally, were you just, once you were able to start riding again and get back in there, were you hungry for more? Like, cause you knew where you were at before that. Yeah. yeah. After that, I remember at the, uh, the hospital, the doctor said to me, uh, man, Olympics, it's finished for you. And when he said that, I'm not going to lie, I was crying. Like, really. I never cried. It's, uh, I may, may be afraid to cry, but yeah, I was crying. So bad. And um, so, yeah, it was tough. I spent two months off and um, it was tough to see, like, my friends, my French uh, friends like uh, Sylvain, Romain, and everyone riding and training for the Olympics. 
Uh, I just really wanted to to do uh, the worlds uh, at Papenda uh, because I was in Papenda is yeah it's it's special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a good race, so I really wanted to just go there, but it was yeah. My body said to me, "Stop again." Yeah. <laughs> My body say, said, "Stop again," and yeah, that's it. After uh, spend one month uh, without nothing, and yeah, I, I re- really reflected after this one, and I was thinking, "Yeah, I need a I need a change. I I, I can't do the same routine and every everything uh, the same for the for the next uh, cycle." What did you What did you change after that? Um, I just wanted to change my place. Uh, like uh, I really like riding uh, in sky and the training and my life in sky. But I was thinking to to do something uh, different. Uh, not change uh, Not change my my coach because I I really like him and he know me hundred percent. So yeah, I'm confident on him and he's confident on me. So not. No, not change my 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 coach, but uh, yeah, change the place and uh, maybe try to train more alone, not in the group, then not like uh, in the battle at every training, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, especially with the Frenchies, <laughs> it's always <laughs> tough at the training. Just <laughs> a World and, Cup day uh, every time you go to the track. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's help, but uh, yeah, sometimes uh, you always wanted to to be first at training. It's depend on the guy, but I'm like this when I'm not uh, good uh, as my partner. I feel it, and I'm not confident uh, on, on the bike. So yeah, and uh, I start uh, a different yeah routine of training, and yeah, it's uh, it, it's good for me now. Uh, I started to to feeling like myself too, hundred percent. And uh, be more confident on the bike. So it's cool. Was it um was it tough to be motivated after the second crash, or did you you know after you recovered and everything, did that hunger hunger come back and everything? Especially after the after the second crash, I felt like no, nah, it's not possible. It's impossible. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> I crashed like in the, yeah, the training, like uh, you'll be doing some technique in the last straight, some manualing, and I missed my manual and just, yeah, go in front and, yeah, broke my collarbone. So, yeah, I can't believe it, what's, what happened, but yeah, it was tough. I spent one month off, like really a full month off, and um, I, um, I was um, just thinking to to change something. So I was dealing to to change my place, looking for some a new place, a new apartment, and uh, change uh, the stuff of my girlfriend too. So so much stuff uh, with the collarbone broken, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, and it. It was, I, I was not motivated to, to be back on the bike uh, really, really soon. Just, I spend, I, yeah, I take my time to, to recover properly. And uh, I just started to, to training uh, in the middle of uh, October. So, yeah, maybe two months, two and a half months of, uh, of, uh, of the bike. It's, it's so neat. I feel like that's needed sometimes, especially after like a couple... Yeah, rough stints yeah, there. For I mean, sure. Yeah, you, 
people always say like you learn a lot by yourself when you're just you know, taking time off but i mean you really do you're able to reset your mind and kind of find find where you yeah, love yeah. It again yeah and the reflection i told you before my body say stop to me yeah i i think so it was uh, it was like this yeah sometimes you just you need a break like and obviously you don't want to be injured because it's forced but like long-term career it can be a real positive thing you get take a bit of a break and kind of get refreshed and come back with a new love and motivation yeah yeah for sure so yeah it was it was uh it was a tough year but uh it's cool it's cool to be back and uh on the on the full season uh, i hope i hope to to do it because uh yeah uh, i'm doing good uh, at the moment maybe uh my best uh, season so far so yeah i'm really happy uh how it's uh, how it's going on, and uh, I feel uh, yeah. yeah, everything it's coming together on the bike, and it's just a special thing, and I I really like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, fast forward to a few weeks ago, and you fucking won a World Cup for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, it's I was knowing. I, I really wanted to to just uh, do a, a race before the season, like uh, in Houston, and. Yeah. Uh, it was a yeah. It was a, a tough race with uh, so much guys, uh, so much guys like Nick, Simon, and Isaac. Everyone was there. Yeah, pretty much everyone was there. So I did a summer on day one, Big Hill, first first race in uh, on on Big Hill uh, since uh, two years. So it was uh, it was cool wow. to be back since Australia. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Houston was the first one in. I remember I first strong, I won my moto, my quarter. <laughs> and uh I no, I did two in quarter. I like passed me on the inside on the first two. <laughs> <laughs> um and on the semi I was um maybe yeah, five on lane five or six. And I was behind Joris, Alfredo, um it the semi was stacked like it was a World Cup final and I was like, okay. Stay on your bike. Don't crash. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> in your mind, you're just like, don't, don't, was, fuck, don't yeah. fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So bad. I was starting to struggle a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Did a good good gate. Stay on your bike. And I remember on the first turn, it was like a war. Everyone was on the first turn, like, doing some stupid thing. I would be on Joris. And Joris said to me at the, after the finish, line, he said, what the fuck? Everyone is aggressive. Not for me today. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, and yeah. So the day two uh, was on the five meter hill, so it was more f- good for me <laughs> because uh, I, I trained on the five meter in Besançon, and uh, I have a two meter two. And uh, I won. Uh, I won just uh, the race before two days uh, in Caen at the indoor, yeah. and uh, that's me. That's make me confident again. So. I, I felt strong and uh, just uh, yeah, thinking. Yeah, last last after, after lap, last after lap. Don't uh, think about the result and stuff. And when I'm doing an all shot in the final, I was like, "Fuck, so good, <laughs> 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 so good." I'm on it. I'm back on it. And I'm yeah, back, I'm, baby. I'm <laughs> back. I'm, yeah, yeah. It was so good, so so good, and yeah. Um, and maybe do a mistake on the on the lab, but when you have Nick uh, behind you, it's tough, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I just yeah, 
I did just did two and yeah, okay. I can uh, I can battling with the boys again. Yeah, it's got to be like knowing how big the race was and like you said, you got someone like Nick behind you. It's got to be a huge confidence boost. Like, all right, like I have, I am back now. Like the work I've been putting in is is working. So we can actually, you know, you can be confident about all that. Yeah, yeah, it's it was good because uh, yeah, these three, yeah, 2017, 18, 19, we uh, we always uh, come to the US before the season, and uh, it was cool to to do the stuff uh, I uh, I was uh, doing before. Yeah, yeah. What do you, um, so, What do you think about racing in the US compared to Europe? Like, I always find it interesting to ask people, like Europeans or North Americans, who have raced both. Like, what do you what do you think of it compared to racing in Europe? Do you like it? What do you What do you think? I think it's uh, you really need to be focused uh, in on USA behaving because there is so much uh, time between the lap, and mm-hmm. uh, you you really need to to not miss it uh, and be focused uh, on the moment. And uh, yeah, in Europe the track are different, and uh, the level sometimes is crazy, like so bad. And I remember, I remember, I I almost win in Houston. And I'm doing five in summer in Verona and eight on the day two. So I was like, okay, Europe is is pretty much uh, different. And uh, but I don't know, the atmosphere in in America is so different than the Europe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you, I prefer. I don't know if I prefer America or Europe, but a World Cup is different than European and USA is different than the European. I really, I, I do some European Cup, but it wasn't my, yeah. I never enjoyed so much uh, European Cup, to be That's honest. Fair. How come? Well, I was going to say, why? why don't you enjoy the European Cups as much? I don't know. I don't have the the same motivation. It's really special to say, but when I'm on the European Cup, I don't have the same motivation like on USA. When I'm on USA, I paid four four hundred dollars to to do it. So <laughs> I, really, I really want I really want to yeah to to improve. Ah, I'm that. <laughs> no, no, but uh, yeah, it's it's so different and. Yeah, the the feeling in America is different. I, I really like it. I really like it in America. Every every time I, I do it, it, it's so cool. I gotta think like, yeah, you've grown up racing your races probably your your entire life, and it's like when you go over to the U.S., it is like it's a big trip, and it's like cool. Like I'm going over for this U.S. race. Like this is we're spending the time, we're spending the money. Like let's go, let's go to battle. The Euro Cups, it's like okay, another yeah, one yeah. of these races. It's like a mini World Cup, but it doesn't have the same prestige yeah. kind of thing. That's it. Yeah, you're true. You're right. You're right. It's, inter- it's interesting though, because because like I grew up racing in the U.S. Obviously, and like whenever I went and raced in Europe, it felt really special and cool and different. That's how I felt going to Europe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's special, and the time between the lap in European Cup is so different too. Yeah. And Fuck, it's so yeah. tiring. Oh my. Yeah, you got to be in much better shape in Europe to race for sure. Yeah. 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 It's it's really not the same uh, sport. <laughs> it's, yeah, quite, honestly, yeah, like it's it's quite a bit different, and I think it it's tough to adapt either way. Like it's tough for North Americans to go over and race every twenty minutes, and it's also tough for you guys to come over and wait like an hour or two sometimes between laps or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you see the the um, the, the World Cup and the USA mix, it's more closer than the European Cup. Yeah, with the time between the lap at the at the beginning, but uh, yeah, quarter, semi, and final. <laughs> you need to have a booster because it's, it's really different. <laughs> At least now, yeah. often it's it's a little bit quicker now. You guys would go whatever every hour or something. But I remember, like, we're talking a USA race. Yeah, yeah, hour and a half. Well, it's hour and a half to start, and then they they chop it down as you go. Right, because I remember, like, even years ago, like in races like Phoenix, you'd literally like have four hours. You'd go to like Subway or Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. And you got to do like a complete entire warm up before each moto. It's yeah, it's quite a bit different. Yeah, it's really different. But if you if you think uh, USA BMX and World Cup, the timing are a little bit the same because I remember in Houston, uh, the quarter t- semi and and final are pretty much closer than the the, the moto. Yeah. It's it's funny. Yeah. You look at the riders that do it. I mean, all the top guys are always the top guys, but then you look at kind of more than like let's say middle pack and it is the guys that are used to doing what they're doing i seem to be better at what they do so the guys from europe who are used to that kind of cycle if they come over to the u.s it seems like they they don't they aren't the same as when they race in the u.s and vice versa like some of us yeah. when we go over to europe like that it's a shell shock being on the quick cycle again so it's, it's interesting it's pretty cool to think about yeah 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 even things like practice, I feel like practice is way more relaxed in the U.S. Like you can kind of just go on and like practice a bit. It's not a big deal. Europe, it's like you got to wait in your shoots. You got to go to the next area. Then you got to go up to the gate. You got to do like a whole lap and then you go up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But in a week, uh, in the, the World Cup week, uh, it's pretty much the same in, in the U.S., but the official practice are different. Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah. What's it um what's it like growing up in uh, in France? So like I I've got a lot of questions recently and people ask us like all the time and our questions like why why is France so good at BMX but and I know from when I was training there with PH a lot of the time like the clubs are really organized and have good coaches overall and stuff like what was it like growing up growing up in that and was it like that for you did you have a good cro- coach growing up in a club or hey, what was it like I um I don't I don't really know, but uh, in France, you always wanted to to ride like not with the style, but good. And uh, and yeah, I remember when I was kids, uh, I just started the BMX at five. But uh, when I, I was starting to do some jump and stuff like this, uh, before I crush a lot. <laughs> like, I crush a lot before to to do it good, and uh, I remember. Uh, change uh two time uh with the club and uh because uh, i really wanted to be in the group with um, a good uh, a good people and yeah a crew with a good guys help you a lot so bad and we don't and uh, go on yeah yeah gents continue i was just say yeah it is <laughs> it is it's cool to hear that because it is like Sorry, we talk about it, it's different. Like, I mean, the fact that you guys have the coaches and you know there's different clubs, different riders that you want to be, be a part of, it's it's a lot different than we're used to growing up. Yeah, it's it's really different. Um, how you, yeah, what coach you have too, and uh, if the the coach is good and like you too, it's really dependent of the motivation too. Uh, yeah, it's it's dependent on so much thing, but 
yeah you we like we like to ride uh to ride good in france first and after uh, be strong yeah yeah, I think that's a fundamental difference. Like, I think in North America, a lot of the focus is always on gates and power because naturally, I think the tracks are kind of suited for that. Whereas, you guys in Europe ride a lot more. Like, it's a lot more on skill develop. I find. Yeah, yeah, we 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 like this. I remember the the training. Uh, every week, uh, yeah, I do one uh, one training or two maximum, and we always do some games of of bike or like a challenge uh, challenging and i remember was a I, I was kids i really loved it and when you we were on the gates i was like fuck i don't want to do some gates i had that <laughs> <laughs> and now and now i just love it <laughs> it's completely different and yeah when i, I remember uh, like the world in challenger plus i remember so much guy who was so fast and so strong, so powerful in the acceleration. And uh, I just passed them on on the track, but not on the first try. On the first try, I was always like in the middle of the pack. So that's helped to 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 ride uh, yeah in the pack. And then I start after that, I start uh, the gym like uh, to training properly in uh, in junior one. So yeah, it was late, but I think it's a good thing to to start the gym and everything. Uh, uh, not late, but seventeen in junior, it's it's okay. For me, it was okay. Yeah, yeah, I got I gotta agree with that. I mean, it's like there's so many skills, there's so much stuff you can do on the bike that it's like. But when you get to that age, then you start throwing in the gym, and it just it feels like you're you're doing more for yourself than if you start a little younger. And you're just doing it constantly growing up. Sometimes it might get a little, I don't know, would you say, could you say it gets a little stalety? Like you just enter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah. I think um, so much guys are so good in uh, boys 15, 16, junior one, junior two, and they just come to the elite and just, yeah, boring of it because they spend four years of training like an elite. It's not the, a good, uh, a good thing for, for me, I guess. I think definitely like working on skill development, especially as you're young is the way to go. So it's going to set you up for, for life. Like there's a lot of time to gain strength and power and everything. But I think that like the fundamental skills you need to be a good rider need to be worked on as a young kid. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How much, uh, how much skills, um, skill work, sorry, if I'm cutting you off, how much skill work do you still do today? Like, do you spend just doing playing games of bike or working on skills at the track? How much of that do you do? Uh, normally I do, um, I like to, yeah, to ride like 15 or 20 minutes to, to play uh, with my bike mm -hmm. before to start the, the call of, of the session. Like every session is the, is the same, is the same for me. I start to, yeah, to play and uh, be confident on the bike to, before to start. Do you, um, do you enjoy training with the national team? Like you mentioned, it's kind of, you kind of change your program and everything now, but like, um. Yeah, do you think that's really helped you and prepare for the World Cups and everything? Because I know some guys like to train alone, some guys like to train with a bunch of guys. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I was. Um, I always train like during six years in Sky with the the Sky crew, and uh, so it was not different for me before to to spend some uh, some week with uh, the French team. But now I, I'm always like train 
not too long that almost too long and uh, I, I'm more confident and I'm more uh, focused on myself and that's helped me maybe it's a step uh, a new step for me so I really I really like it and um, yeah it's cool I, I really enjoy to to spend a week with the friendship now to just back on it because before it was the same routine all the year you know mm -hmm. so now I really enjoy to to just uh, yeah Uh, see Romain, Sylvain, Jarvis, uh, Arthur, and everyone to to train together. It, it, it's cool, yeah. It's cool. What a, what a team that is! Can you imagine having yeah, to go yeah. every week, having to go measure yourself against those guys oh, like day in day out. Yeah, oh, what a team! Yeah, yeah. The good thing is we, like I said, uh, after after the final in uh, in Glasgow, we all are we all friends, and we we really wanted to to stay like this and not be a dickhead you know <laughs> with <Yeah>. everyone <laughs> yeah. and uh that's uh maybe the the power of the team yeah yeah i thought it was so cool like especially the finish line seeing how excited sylvan was for you and how he gave you a huge hug that must have been a really special moment obviously yeah it's such it's so good it's so good to to chain with the boys yeah, yeah. and the the other part it's like Is an individual sport, so it's not a team, and uh, we really need to to be the the balance between uh, out of the track and on the track. That's the really, the main thing uh, when you you all friend and but we we do it, so it's okay for the moment. Yeah. But it's not it's not done easy. <laughs> it's not that easy. It's no, not it's not easy. easy because you guys all want to win, and you guys can all win. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, so you got four World Cup winners on your team, and Pills was close, and probably will win one in the future. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty wild. And Cabo, do uh, Roman May doing uh, four finals too? Yeah, so and like I, I could totally image consistent. Winning. Yeah, and I can see him winning a World Cup in the future too. Yeah, yeah. and if you think May uh, and me are in the same, uh, yeah, same like. Same story with the COVID and uh, he was injured last year and he's doing uh, such a great season. <laughs> he just won the European uh, overall. Yeah. Uh, it's second at the French Cup ranking uh, and he's doing uh, every final in the World Cup. So it's, yeah, he's doing his best season. So it's, yeah, it's cool. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough one in, uh, in Nantes for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in, in the French Championship first. Yeah, that's one thing I was wanted to ask you about the French championship. Like I think without a doubt, the hardest national championships. What is it what does it mean to you guys? Because obviously, like we all race or you guys race bigger races, World Cups, World Champs, you know, Olympics, whatever. So how is how big is the French national champs to you guys? I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. The the French championship is the hardest race I ever rode every year. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you do, if you did two, you're not happy. You you just want to 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 win. Yeah, to win, and that's this is tough because you know the level of the of the final can be a yeah. maybe maybe a World Cup final. So it's um, yeah, this is the the, the hardest uh, race. Yeah, for me, it's more it's more hard than the world for me. Yeah, especially because. Like winner, no one gives a shit for that. So, 
you don't have the place for the mistakes and uh, yeah, it's pretty tough. It's pretty, <laughs> yeah. How many, how many guys are in the class of the French champs? Um, in the, in the elite class? Yeah. Um, um, I didn't shake it, but uh, maybe 50. I don't think, I need to check. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> so want tough. to say something so wrong. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny thinking about us, T. So when we would do our national champs, you could normally strategically pick a gate. You know, there's sometimes you wouldn't even have eight guys in the final. You pick a gate where you have nobody besides you. You know, you know you're gonna get out okay. It is literally just yeah. like a Euro Cup, World Cup final, like World mm -hmm. Cup when you guys are racing that. It's just like every one of those guys in the final is there to win. Yeah, That's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. I said something wrong. Um, and especially with the under twenty three. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh at the french championship i, I don't know uh, how many guys but maybe 50 yeah yeah i don't yeah. know yeah i, I need I to guess, check that i guess they split it up now forgot about right that. yeah I forgot, I forgot about that too yeah so yeah we, i just so we have u23 at canadian national champs now too i didn't even think of that yeah we do crazy hey wow i didn't even thought of that yeah um yeah, yeah. we're probably let's be real we're probably gonna be combined <laughs> yeah um last time i raced national champs we had like five or six people <laughs> three motos um the one thing i always like i had i mean i spent a lot of time in france training and stuff but i always loved racing like the atmosphere and the crowd is so cool and people are just so into bmx yeah 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 um I think since the beginning of the sports, uh, so much French is doing uh, doing doing it good, and that's why uh, it's yeah, it's pretty famous in France BMX. Yeah. So that's helped to to have so many people to do it and uh, have a, a good crowd too, because it's important for for the French BMX. Yeah. yeah. Is it um? Do people know? Like, do average people know about it? Is it ever on TV? Yeah. Only the French, the French championship are on the TV, and yeah, this is too bad. There is a live of the federation for every French cup too, but it's yeah, a live on YouTube, and uh, and the French championship is like on the TV show uh, like Eurosport, so cool. every year, and uh, and sometimes there is a there is forty minutes on the French championship on the French uh, television, so it's cool too. For the for the for the vision of the sport, but yeah, it's pretty yeah, it's not it's not done the the sport call and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do they have any? Do they have like team awards uh, or I guess team? Because you guys race for your club at the French the French Cups. Um, is there like team awards if like you can win as like your club wins an award for that weekend? Yeah, yeah, you have. Um, you have uh, like uh, you have two championships. You have DN one, DN two, and um, like uh, back in the day when I was uh, with the, the the club in Lund with Romain Mayu, Romain Maillet, uh, Romain Racine, and stuff like that. We won three times in a row uh, the the championships, yeah. and uh, they they in the team uh, we were we are uh, like eight or ten, almost ten. And they always put uh, five or six people to to score points. And uh, there is a championship uh, during uh, the, the ten rounds. Yeah. That's cool. 
Like talk and about, there a, is talk a, about yeah. a stack team. Talk about a stack club team right there. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, yeah, so much stack team. <laughs> um, looking forward, obviously it's in the future, but it must be a, yeah, like one of a kind feeling to have the Olympics coming to France too. Like that's something most most people don't ever ever get to experience. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I think it's going to be, it's going to be really cool to have it, uh, on the home soil. I really, I really not thinking about the Olympics at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's I just want to go before it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, if I go there, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be, uh, so good because, uh, I suck uh, in Rio. <laughs> <laughs> I was too young. Everything yeah, comes so so fast uh, to to this selection. So I, I was I felt like I wasn't ready. So I really wanted to to go last year too to improve more and uh, just enjoy the moment because I remember Rio. I I didn't enjoy Rio to be honest. I did. I enjoyed like before the stuff of uh, Olympic Village, uh, the track, and doing some practice. My time sure was okay and stuff. But on the race, it it was like a war. And I remember everyone's doing some some bad move and stuff. And yeah, I just I was just carried on uh, on the um, on the track, and I really I really didn't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> the racing. The racing was fucking wild. <laughs> the track too. Yeah. I think I think that first day of racing the quarterfinals was the wildest race day I've ever been a part of in my life. Oh, by far. Oh, watching it had to be, yeah. Oh my god. I remember I I, I was like I watching everyone just before to 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 go it to go for it. <laughs> and everyone was like yeah, it was it was a war. It was a war. Yeah. It was like, so tense. Every- <laughs> the atmosphere was so tense. Fuck! I remember everyone at the warm up. Just, just watching everyone at the warm up uh, between, uh, just next to the track. Everyone was so focused and <laughs> fuck. It was, it was not like uh, in the US or something like that. Uh, yeah. Normal race. And yeah. It was yeah, special. Yeah. Special. I remember like by the, the second day, like the semifinal day, I think it was more normal at that point because people had calmed down. But the first day, like everyone was just yeah, ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> everyone waiting for, for this since, uh, yeah, four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it's really special. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else we got, James? We got anything else? Well... You know what I did want to ask? So I want to touch on the Rio thing. Was uh so before you got selected for Rio, was it a was a little bit of a surprise? Like it seemed like that year you just you came on hot, and it's like you did everything you needed to do, obviously, to be selected. But was it a surprise to you at all then? Yeah, it was a big surprise for me, and uh, I remember riding. Uh, I, I do. Uh, I was uh, just. Uh, in Papendal, I, I really need to to do a semifinal to be selected for the world, mm-hmm. and uh, I almost yeah I was almost out on the qualification. I remember, sure. <laughs> and I make it I, I I make it to the model for the the day two, and uh, in the day on the model it was yeah it was uh, pretty close to to not make it too. On the corner I was okay, and when I passed the line on the corner, 
I was like, fuck, I made it. <laughs> make it to the semifinal. And I was knowing I'm going for, for the Worlds. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember at the Worlds, uh, just thinking to, to ride, uh, just to enjoy it, my first Worlds in Elite. And, uh, yeah, it was my best memories. For sure, yeah, it was my best favorite, and and when I passed the the finish line in the semi, I was like, no way, it's not possible. I just <laughs> I just fly into the final, and I remember the semi. I always watching everyone in the semi, like Nick, Sam, Liam, Maris, <sighs> Tremanis. I remember, and I passed that. I can't believe it. It's not possible. <laughs> I was like. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and it was yeah, it was my best feeling so far. And uh, on the final, I was like, okay, you did the job, man. <laughs> do do a good lap. Do a good lap. And uh, yeah, I did four. I was happy for that, on this. And after, I was just like enjoyed the moment, but I didn't think to the Olympics. Like for me, not like. Uh, like um, I felt like I'm not ready for Olympics. Like yeah, okay. And um, when the selection, when Julian called me and said uh, to me, uh, um, "I call you to 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 have an announcement for you." Yeah, you selected for Rio, and I was like, "No way! That's it's, awesome. it's not possible." <laughs> and and yeah, yeah, but I just said to him. You sure? <laughs> I, I was really not confident on it, and I was I like I have so much respect on everyone, like Sylvain, Damien, Conchan, Calero, and and everyone. Yeah. Like I was just so much respect, especially with Sylvain, and I saw him just uh, crashing, and I felt so bad for him. But I, on the race, the Tentrial, and on the race there, I didn't. Thing about Olympics for me, I was sure Sylvain going wow. because it was so good. It was just so good. If he don't crash, he maybe mm-hmm. won the time trial. It was like uh, yeah. And I said to him, "You sure? I'm going to the Olympics." Yeah, he said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." Don't no, think I, about I, Sylvain. Go, go, go for it. And yeah, it was, it was special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you sure you, you sure you sure you want me? Actually, nah, we're okay. We'll take Sylvan. Nah, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I remember really, you raced so well in Colombia. Made some good moves, especially in the first corner. Yeah, it was really impressive. Yeah, yeah. When I yeah, when I doing uh, the first one in semi, um, fuck. The feeling after the first corner, I was you can see on the video. I, I'm not feeling like myself. I'm doing so much thing in the on the pro section. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember um, Romain and uh, Romain Mayu and Romain Mayu told me uh, after uh, when they watched the live and say, "Don't crash! Don't crash! Don't crash!" <laughs> because they know me like hundred percent. And I remember I was too too excited. On the second turn, I just like. Okay, breathe. You too. You just be a Nick. Breathe, and it's gonna make it. But it it was yeah a great move, and I tried to do it uh, in the final. I do it, but it was not enough to 
to make the, the podium. Yeah. That's still so cool though. Yeah, so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the the, the world's the world's feeling is so special. When I come to the world, I'm always like enjoy enjoy the race, and I'm not like stressful. It's I I don't know since the beginning since I, I'm young. Every every one championship I, I I do, I make yeah minimum a semi like five in semi or always a, a final. So it's so cool <laughs> i really yeah, like this race <laughs> yeah it's yeah awesome. the world is special like when you get there you can feel it it's just different it's i think that's the best race of the year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, maybe i prefer the the world when the olympics for sure i think honestly yeah like in terms of just special for bmx i, I think so too my opinion is like the world's reflect really more the the BMX like like the than the Olympics. It's more uh it's more authentic to BMX. It's more just BMX, yeah. It's more pre- prestigious. Like Olympics is like if you if you if you're thinking high level of the sport, it's Olympics for sure. That's it. This is the sport. But yeah, in Olympics you you don't have everyone, and at the world you have everyone, and yeah, it's so cool. It's so so cool. The world is really cool. Um, we'll get some quick shots, James. What do you think? Yep. Yeah. I just opened those up. Jeremy, we got some uh, questions from the fans, from the public. Um, First of all, Jeremy, have, have you listened to coffee chatter before? Be honest. Yeah. Atta boy. That's what I love to hear. All right. <laughs> and, and to be honest, I was like, um, I understand what, what you say, you guys said, but you know me, <laughs> I always like, struggling to, to speak English. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, uh, I hope they don't call me soon, soon, soon. I need to, <laughs> I need to work on it. <laughs> actually, I, I actually remember we were going to have you on like one of the first shows, but then we thought we didn't think your English was maybe good enough or we thought maybe you didn't feel comfortable. So we decided to wait. Didn't we ask like, yeah, I remember. didn't we ask like Sylvan or Romain? What, what yeah. like, do you think Jeremy would be cool to comment there? Like maybe wait a bit or something. I feel like. I think, I think we asked Romain or Sylvan. You're right, James. Yeah. yeah. Roman told me you you ask him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's not. It's not ready for it. (laughs) You knew. You knew you were wanted. Yeah. Yeah. We can partly thank Michael now too for helping. We need to get him on. We can probably thank him for getting you on because he's helped your English and apparently so. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. For sure. Sure. Um. From Race Dwayne four hundred six. Favorite cheat day meal. Like favorite treat meal? Pizza. pizza. Nice. Uh, Fucking love, love pizza. Yeah. From <laughs> Globe BMX, what do you think sets you apart from other riders on and off the track? Um, I like to be to be good uh, with everyone, and uh, and yeah, I don't know, maybe my gate. Yeah, he's got a quick gate. That one, two, three is something special. Thanks. Uh, T Daddy? From Scott Wire, what is your favorite part slash worst part about training? Um, I really like sprints. I don't know why, but I really like to improve on sprints, and that's me, that helped me a lot. Man, you right, like sprints. Wow, that's... Worst part. <laughs> that's, 
No, what's the worst oh, part? What's the worst part? Um, Jim. Fair. Yeah, Jim. I uh, I'm not uh, I'm not the uh, yeah I'm not as good at at Jim, yeah. to be honest. Uh, from MCX84, he says, "What made you win? What got you to win the World Cup? What do you think was the?" Was it the hard work? Was it the mindset? Was there anything special that you know you think made you win the World Cup? Yeah, you know the when you you not believe it, you can uh, you can win. It's uh, it's maybe the the main thing I think when you you think you're capable uh, to to do it and uh, just repeat the same uh, the same routine uh, just before the the lab like on the gate. And on the track to be relaxed too, uh, because yeah, it's tough. When I'm like that, like if I'm not doing, I'm not confident on it, and it's the same for everything. So yeah, it was like uh, in Glasgow. It was like uh, I don't know the word. <laughs> it was an accomplishment for me, and just said yeah. Finally, I can I can say that I won a World Cup, yeah, and yeah. I know the I know the road to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the mental part is the hardest one. For sure. For sure. From Tondrick Davis, what gear and crank size do you use? Uh, One seventy five, and I use uh, between forty four and forty five. Stop. I, I'm, I, I'm rode the, the decimal uh, running uh, uh, with the points and stuff, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a little, uh, this is a little uh, a game one that I, I wanted to ask you. So if you have to cut one of these guys off, you have to take one of them out in the turn, um, <laughs> or you just never race them again, and you have Joris, Sylvan, and Romaine by you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> no, like to be honest, it's so hard to choose. I think I you take Romaine out yeah. first off. Uh, yeah, I take Romaine out. Yeah, I cut Sylvan. I think you should cut Sylvan off just because we hate that guy. <laughs> I really like Sylvan. I really like Joris. I really like Romaine. I have, I have a good relation with everyone, so no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> if um, I go first, if I go first, I all shot. Yeah. What's uh, what's your favorite Netflix show to watch? Formula One. Formula One. Sorry, is that what you said? Uh, the 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 series the um, like. Uh, Drive to Survive. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, have you watched Lupin, the document or not the documentary, the TV show? It's a French TV show. Nope. I, didn't uh, watch I watched. It, no. I watched it on Netflix, like translated. It's pretty good. Have you heard of it? Yeah, yeah, I heard of it, but I didn't uh, take time to to watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it maybe. <laughs> it's pretty good actually. Okay. If cool. you if you weren't racing BMX. And you could be an athlete in any other sport. What would it, what what sport would you choose? 
Um, I really like football. We're talking soccer, really like football? football, like you know, proper football. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Soccer, football, soccer, soccer, football. Yeah. <laughs> so I have so much friends to. They are pro and uh, so 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 close for now. They are pro, so yeah. I really like to play football, and that they make me makes me uh, more money. So it would be Gosh. <laughs> should be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, <the> <laughs> Oh, wait, I had my question. I just forgot it. Let me think. Oh, I've just, just remembered it. Favorite rider or riders to watch past or present? Kobe Sharrock. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a yeah, he's amazing. Kobe Sharrock so far. Yeah. yeah. Because he's, he's doing it like he's doing nothing. It's just in his blood. He's yeah. so comfortable on the bike. And yeah, I really like it. Uh, I really liked uh, Kai Bennett too so far mm-hmm. but uh yeah corbin is so good he's just he's yeah. just so silky it's a staple like you can't not like his riding yeah it's so good uh should i end with the last one t sure last one last one jeremy would you rather race with three chain ring bolts or three stem bolts <laughs> uh three chain bolts there we go I like Three it. chain bolts, dude. You're gonna snap your shit off <laughs> with your second, third pedal. Those things are going clean off. The I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh man, thanks for coming on the show. It was fun to chat to you. We really appreciate it. Thanks to you, uh, guys, and uh, yeah, it's a victory for me to do it. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy, and uh, good luck at obviously your. The big, big uh, championship month, French national champs and uh, worlds, of course, too. Yeah. Thank you, Saga. Thank you so much, guys. And see you uh, next, uh, next week. Like yeah. in two see weeks. Yeah, yeah. Later, Jeremy. See you. See ya. See you. What's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back, guys. <laughs> you have to be fussing the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs>